Hello everyone and welcome to today's show. First of all, la 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 la. Wait, what? Um it's 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 a birthday and it's the birthday of the show. It's been a whole year since I started this show and time flies. So thanks to all of you who have been around for a while now and your support is why this show is running. So thank you very much for being there. and um, keep listening okay now let's let's move on to today's episode of the show in this episode i'm going to talk about nutrition and how it's important for for emotional intelligence we might not realize it but what we eat has a massive impact on our emotions i remember like let me start with this story when i was a child let's say i don't know maybe in secondary school i remember very distinctly this incident of my teacher calling me out for being distracted in class so here there was this geography class we were all taking notes and i was probably a bit spaced out which uh, my teacher picked up on and she was like hey sankalp you're not paying attention today i was the kind of guy who wanted to be in the good books of all teachers and that was that was devastating for me i was like i'm a good guy no i'm paying attention and like you know all that defensiveness internally of course externally i was just like sorry and what does this story have to do with nutrition or emotional intelligence now that i look back to that state of mind i know that to be a symptom of a very particular thing and that is when i've had either excess food or excess fat and so all of the child me going like hey i'm i'm a bad student and i'm a bad person perhaps all of that boiled down to something i'd eaten a few hours ago and that story stays with us you know you might think it was you and you might develop shame around it but it might be your nutrition it might turn out that it was not you after all so nutrition is a big big piece in the puzzle of emotional intelligence and i cannot be more excited to share what i have learned about nutrition in the last few months which i've really focused on it but also in the broader scheme of last few years another story i have is that as a child i used to feel like restless or anxious sometime and after a while it would subside that feeling that restlessness and anxiety like just lasted for a few let's say minutes but in the past i used to attribute it to maybe i'm just sad or it's just natural to feel sad and i used to just feel it and it would go away and while it is natural to feel sad and all of that but this particular feeling i have now been able to identify that it has something to do with my nutrition and i've really upgraded my diet in the last few months and in that experiment i have realized that the original feeling is either something to do with um the fiber intake and related one is how much water i'm having so again the message that i'm giving you is that it was not me after all it was my food i invite you to think about your your own emotions maybe at some time you were not feeling very good you might have blamed yourself or you might have thought that you know this person hurt me or this random thing happened and it might just be the cheeseburger you ate a few hours ago or maybe even last night you know it takes more than 24 hours for a food to be completely broken down digested and excreted 
it was not me after all it was my food one more thing is that the more i've cleaned my diet in the last few months my energy levels are just so much better and i feel so much better you know we all do exercises like uh, talking to our critics and meditation and all of that but if our fuel aka our food is suboptimal our emotions are going to reflect that one interesting fact i have learned about is most of body's serotonin which is the hormone that makes you feel good and which is treated for in clinical conditions like depression and mood disorders is actually manufactured in your gut so your fuel and the condition of your digestive system matters big time in fact for your emotions and for your emotional intelligence okay so let's begin so first thing i want to lead with is that what we eat affects us and our emotions in various ways uh and the specifics of what we eat and how we feel is one thing but there are more aspects in which food and emotions are related interrelated i'm going to talk about in a bit about what kinds of food you should eat but i want to focus on another angle of food and emotions first and that is we often eat food to cope with our emotions which can be extremely unhealthy of course eating disorders are classified as mental health problems and even if we are not talking about full blown disorders a lot of us struggle with weight control and obesity bad emotions lead to bad eating which leads to bad emotions of course not to mention there's an angle of shame in this area shame around our bodies here's a question for you if i were to tell you to get in front of a mirror right now and no one's watching and ask you to look at your body bare naked what kind of thoughts would come to your mind where does your attention go for most of us it goes to the fat stored up in various areas it might even evoke a sense of disgust given how much messaging we get around having the perfect physique even if you're well shredded and well built chances are you still look at imperfections rather than celebrate your body chances are you still look at the tiny bit of fat that's still not gone or um, you are comparing yourself against some bodybuilder and you're not there yet so you might feel a sense of shame so this body shaming is a huge problem to say the least what i suggest as an antidote to this kind of shame is really looking at your belly your arm or whichever part seems to you is not right or you don't like it and guess what send it love like let your belly expand and feel that take up space feel all of it feel the love handles and fat and everything and just say i love you buddy or if you if you're not if you're like this is cheesy um that's fine don't say anything just just look at it and look at it with affection uh maybe it's the arm for you or maybe it's your thighs do the same thing it is still yours and we want to be able to send a signal of love and kindness to all of us you might also want to have a conversation with your critic about body image if you don't know what i'm talking about i recorded an episode on how to talk with this inner critic which i think is a powerful antidote to shame and you should check that episode out i think i'll put a link in the show notes okay so i wanted to start with body image and body shaming first because the rest of this episode should be seen in this context 
yes, we should aspire to avoid sugar and avoid obesity and eat healthy. But that should not come at the cost of hating our current body. Yes, I want to look healthier and I want to eat healthier. And at the same time, I'm fine right now. I look great right now. I'm beautiful right now. That should be the orientation to listen to the rest of this episode. All right. So from this place, let's talk about some specifics. Specifics of what I've found to be good nutrition advice. So first and the foremost thing I would say is get your nutrition from as much whole foods as possible and as little from processed foods as possible. What's processed food, you ask? Anything coming in a wrapper is likely to be processed. Even things like cured meats like salami, bacon are processed. Breakfast cereals are processed. Obviously cheeseburgers, soda. Even the seemingly healthy stuff like energy drinks and protein bars, they are also processed. The reason why processed foods are a problem is because they are often rigged to impress your taste buds. They are added with salt, sugar and fat and that makes you crave that food more and more and as a consequence, you might overshoot your calories at the very least. There is often no micronutrients in these processed foods like vitamins and minerals and sometimes they contain harmful fats like trans fats. Because they are processed, they are also more likely to be absorbed easily in your gut and that is not a good thing. Why? Because A you're going to get hungry sooner because the absorption was quick and that in turn might make you overeat and B, fast absorption in the blood will lead to a sugar spike which in turn will make you feel good for a short while but then you will lose energy suddenly and then there will be a drop and you will feel lethargic until your next meal. Whole foods on the other hand like fruits, dried fruits, vegetables, and meat directly from the butcher area, they usually come in with a lot of fiber. Not in the meat, but in the plants, mostly. Fiber is not digested by our system, so it makes us feel full for longer and maintains our energy for longer. So rather than getting like a quick spike and a quick dip, you will get a more steady release of energy throughout your day. This property is often captured by what's called the glycemic index or the glycemic load of a food. They're both trying to capture how quickly a certain food raises your blood sugar. Whole foods don't necessarily mean low glycemic index, but they are more likely than processed foods to have a low GI. Most important reason to eat whole foods though, even more than the GI and overeating problem, GI being glycemic index, is that there seems to be research suggesting that the body only absorbs nutrients when it is in its whole form. So even if you add things like vitamins and omega-3s to processed foods externally or take it through supplements, the processed one often show no effect or reduced effect compared to whole foods. So they don't appear to be as healthy as or even slightly healthy as whole foods because they're just not packed in that bundle. Uh, Dr. Michael Greger, who have been following on this nutrition stuff, uh, says and summarizes this as Mother Nature's gift can't be packed in a pill. Okay, so my second suggestion, so the first suggestion was lean more towards whole foods and less towards processed foods. 
My second suggestion would be to incorporate a variety of fruits, especially a variety of fruits and vegetables in your diet. You know, technically you can just eat potato and that would be a whole food diet, but is that a healthy diet? Probably not. So do ensure you get a ton of fruits and vegetables of all colors and families. I would say aim for at least 5 servings of fruits and veggies a day. If you're worried about gaining weight by eating lots of fruit, logic being that fruits equals sugar equals weight, uh that actually turns out to be a myth. There was a st- study I read about in which they gave people a crazy amount of fruits a day, more than 20 per day I think, and even they didn't show any expected weight gain. I think the jury's still out on why that is the case. but it seems to be something to do with the fact that sugar is packed in its whole form in in its fiber and that um somehow compensates for how much you eat and therefore it compensates for the total sugar intake now if you just do these two things which is eliminate processed food and move towards whole food and increase your fruits and vegetable consumption you already have a diet that is much better than the standard western diet which includes a lot of fast food like soda and burgers but if you're like me and want to take it a notch up here are a few food groups that i encourage you to eat on a regular basis if not daily nuts and seeds nuts and seeds are densely packed with nutrition think about it the seeds contain the whole plant in it after all they are also a great source of healthy fat walnuts are the healthiest nuts but eat whatever you like i personally like to eat nuts for an evening snack i also add some flax seeds in my breakfast peanut butter is also good obviously preferably unsweetened but i am not perfect and i sometimes go for sweetened uh the one i have currently is unsweetened cruciferous vegetables all veggies are great but if you were to rank vegetables in terms of their nutritional density then cruciferous vegetables are likely to be at the top these are veggies like broccoli and kale i try to eat them every few days and uh, if you can do it daily nothing like it next legumes things like lentils dal chickpea and beans are packed with protein i've been eating mainly a plant based diet for the last 2 months and i've been feeling great and i find lentils absolutely important for their protein value Of course there's a lot of nutritional content in them as well beyond the protein but as a as someone who is exercising and working out and cares about strength and lifting protein is a big consideration so legumes like lentils are vital okay next berries just like vegetables all fruits are good but the most nutritious fruits are berries strawberry blueberry raspberry etc i eat berries every morning with breakfast they taste great and they make you happy and they strengthen your immune system that's some win wins i tell you water drink water at least 2 liters a day or 8 ounces and more if you're physically active if you're switching to whole foods and getting more fiber in your diet if you don't drink water you're going to feel awful the fiber absorbs a lot of water during stool formation and you need to ensure that you're well hydrated to feel good air okay technically this is not nutrition i suppose but i found that with the whole work from home thingy the co2 levels indoors reach a rather toxic level 
High CO2 can affect things like your concentration and even sleep. So keep opening your doors and windows every now and then, especially if your life now is totally indoors. I've recently got myself an air quality sensor and it tells me whenever my CO2 levels are high. And, uh, you know, even if like you sit in your room, at least in my room, if I sit for about an hour, the CO2 levels reach a rather high or toxic level sometimes. And it definitely happens overnight. So I suggest uh, you at least open your doors and windows every now and then. If you don't want to invest in the equipment, that's fine. But pay attention to it. Okay, next. Supplements. Now, I don't think supplements would be required if you're eating healthy and eating well. But I do think vitamin D and B12 are difficult to get through your diet in general. Like D especially. Uh, And B12, if you're plant-based, then you're not getting B12 most likely. So I take um, D and B12 and I take a few more. The supplement talk is a rabbit hole in itself. So I'm not going to go deep into that. But just would suggest at least take D and take B12. And for bonus points, consider zinc. Okay, so that is a lot of information. I'm going to stop here. I want to reiterate that I'm not an expert on this. So take my advice as pointers and then do your own research. The whole purpose of making this show was to introduce this conversation about food in the emotions realm. Yes, we will talk about shame and we will talk about the negative emotions and we will talk about happiness and all the techniques and meditations and all of that. But boy, if you're not powering yourself with healthy and nutritious foods, then all of that is going to be mostly futile. So I highly recommend you pay attention to what you eat Okay, so with that, may you have the best of health, which in turn would mean that you are able to show up to attend to your emotions and to the people uh, who you are close to fully and with energy. And thanks for listening to the show. Okay, hello, welcome to the after show. Thanks for listening. I think the first thing to point out here is if you're new to the show, I know a lot of new people have subscribed. If you're new to the show, I highly recommend checking the previous stuff out. Uh, I don't really record episodes thinking that there are prerequisites. But if you have listened to the previous episodes, it's going to just dramatically increase your understanding of what I'm talking about. And, And sometimes I do assume knowledge and I explicitly refer to episodes. But even if I'm not doing it explicitly... Just seeing the growth of this podcast uh, and seeing what topics I've covered will certainly prepare you more for the ones that are coming next. So if you haven't listened to the previous ones already, do listen to them. On some level, I do assume knowledge, not explicitly. I do repeat things also, but also it's going to help you a lot more and it's going to help me a lot more if you have listened to the previous episodes. So do check them out. Second thing, as always like subscribe uh, subscribe on spotify like on apple podcast it really helps if you leave a review or leave a rating because that makes the algorithms and sometimes it might just pop this podcast in the recommended section so thank you for doing that thank you for being with me for this entire year if you've been a long time listener i totally appreciate it and until next time have fun and enjoy